Welcome everyone to the Gambling Couch. I will be your host today. My name is Cade and I am joined by... I'm Seth. Seth. Um, no Keaton this week. He... He's MIA. He's MIA. He has prior obligations. He actually got some exciting life events going on right now, moving into a new place. So we wish him well. We'll miss him though. Um, he's got some... Some work coming up here these next few weeks, so we'll be missing him, but we will hold it down with our picks um, as we move forward here. So we thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us a part of your day. Um, Seth, do you want to start off and recap week five? How'd you do? Sure. Uh, I went two and one for the third week in a row now. Um, first pick was a podcast pick, and we're, we're what, 0-2 oh on those now the last yeah, two weeks? not so hot. Um, but that's all right. The Colts, we picked them minus one and a half against the Browns. That ended up not hitting. They were actually underdogs by the time that game started, um, and they still they didn't cover. So that is what it is. Um, Colts' defense didn't hold up against the Browns. Their offense just didn't look very explosive either. Phillip Rivers, I don't know. I guess we can talk about him when we go through the games this next week. But, yeah. Uh, well, so we'll see on him. Um, Steelers minus seven against the Eagles hit. That looked weird for a little bit. It was kind of a... It was like a blowout, and then the Eagles kind of came back. But Steelers ended up covering that seven there. And then I took the Panthers plus two. I actually ended up betting it on the money line. I think I talked about that last week, how I thought they were going to win outright, and they did. So that hit went two and one. What about you? I went two and one as well. The Chargers and Arizona both covered pretty easily. Um, And then the Colts obviously laid an egg. So that was rough in itself. Keaton Took the loss on the Colts. Um, the Texans covered pretty easily last week. Big bounce back game for them after the Bill O'Brien firing. Good call there. And then the Bucks didn't show up on Thursday night. That was a weird one. Um, so he wanted to. But that David Montgomery under 47.5 rushing yards hit on Thursday night. So that was a big win. We I think we threw that in as a podcast pick the last minute. But Keaton kind of created that one. So props to him there. Yep. Um, so I guess we can go ahead. We can jump into week six. Um, do you want to start with our two podcast picks? Do you want to start with yours? Yes. Um, which one do you want me to get? Which one did we agree on? I think you're doing the Rams, are you not? The Rams is one of my best bets, yes. So I am taking them minus three and a half in San Francisco against the 49ers. Um, I believe this is the Sunday night football game. And the reason for this is that the Rams are grading out per DVOA as a top 10 team, both offensively and defensively. And this Niners offense has just looked really stagnant. It doesn't really matter who's back there for them at quarterback. Um, Jimmy looked terrible against the Dolphins secondary, um, which I think, you know, the Dolphins secondary, frankly, is underrated. But he still he looked really bad. They weren't having any success running the football either. And now you have to deal with Jalen Ramsey in the secondary and Aaron Donald, you know, coming down the shoot uh, on the defensive line. So I think whoever starts at quarterback for them, I don't think we know yet because I think Jimmy is still questionable uh, with that injury. So keep an eye out on that. But either way, I think the Rams defense is going to shut down that offense that has really been struggling. Um, I think the Rams are going to do enough offensively. The Niners have a good defense, but they're, you know, banged up everywhere. Don't have Bosa. um, Don't have Solomon Thomas. So they're missing a lot of pieces. I think they're in a bad spot, and I think the Rams are looking really good. It's only at three and a half. I think I'll take that up to, you know, five or six points at least. So I like that pick quite a bit. Me too. I'm on the same page with you. So, yeah, this one, definitely a podcast pick here. Um, Rams homers for sure. 
it's whatever. But yeah, you talked a little bit about you know San Francisco against Miami last week. Miami has the worst rush defense in the league, and that's San Francisco's bread and butter. They couldn't get anything going. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. There, there's really not a whole lot of difference between who they put a quarterback just with the scheme they kind of run. Um, it's run-heavy offense, and they haven't been able to do that. They've been banged up at running back all year. I think Mostert played last week, but he was kind of limited. Um, I just uh, San Francisco's stumbling, and the Rams are trending in the exact opposite direction. So um, I think San Francisco's home for this one, but three and a half just feels a little bit low. Um, I think your one worry, if you have any, is that San Francisco's coming off a bad loss. Um, the Rams are coming off a win. They flew back east. They're coming back west. Um, it could be a kind of a weird Sunday night kind of deal, but I think that you have a lot of value with the Rams at just three and a half there, so I wouldn't take that all day long. Um, so lock it in, Rams, minus three and a half. Love it. Second podcast pick. This one is mine. Minnesota's at home. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite versus the terrible Atlanta Falcons, to say the least. Just fired Dan Quinn after their loss on Sunday. Um, they lost to Carolina, I believe. Uh, yes. And correct. they really, I mean, they ran the ball all over Carolina, and they still couldn't get the win. So kind of a weird game, but I just, I like what Minnesota's been doing. They're one and four, but their four losses are to, let me pull it up here really quick. Four losses are to Green Bay, Seattle, Indy, and Tennessee. So those are four of the probably four top 10 teams, I think you could say conservatively. Um, Minnesota has a second most efficient running game, which is kind of their bread and butter with Dalvin Cook. He's out. Is he but out? They have Alexander Madison, who might be the best backup running back, Sands, Kareem Hunt. So there you go. Didn't realize Cook was out, so there's a there's a live podcast, you know, <laughs> stumble right there. But Madison's whatever. really good though. Madison so I think is you're good. fine. I he, think you're fine. He filled way. in for them last year, I remember. He was kind of a big fancy guy for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, they run the ball a lot. So I think that even with Madison, they're probably okay. And against a Atlanta defense, it isn't great, to say the least. Um, I like their passing game. Cousins has looked better these last few weeks. Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson are kind of stepping up as mm-hmm. threats. Um, Atlanta's a 1-5. Their losses have also been to some good teams, but I'm just going to bet against them until they show me something or the lines adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think 4.5 is way too low. So my, my two worries would be Minnesota is 27th against the run, which isn't good. Atlanta ran the ball all over Carolina last week. And Atlanta could be motivating coming out of, you know, obviously the Dan Quinn firing their own five. They're looking for a win. And this could be a spot for them. But I just think four and a half slow, and I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with Minnesota at home all day long. Yeah, so I'm, I'm joining you as well. And this is actually my third week in a row betting against the Falcons. There you go. Packers week four, Panthers last week. And now we are taking the Vikings here. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think that... That Minnesota defense on Monday, Sunday night against mm-hmm. the Seahawks, it just it looked a lot better than they did the first three weeks of the season when they were grading out terribly. I think they're up to like 15th in DVOA per, on defense. Um, they're eighth against the pass, so their secondary has been playing yeah. well. They're still not great against the run, but they're as a unit, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. I thought they looked pretty good against Russ in that high-powered offense. Obviously, they couldn't stop them in that last drive to win the game, but um, this Atlanta offense has not looked the same as they have the past few years. They're usually, you know, a top 15 offense at least with Julio and Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan. I brought up concerns about Matt Ryan last week, and I'm going to double down on that. I don't think he's the same guy he's been the last few years. Um, He just looks like he's kind of losing a little bit in terms of arm strength, maybe accuracy, 
Um, obviously, you know, don't want to overreact too much, but I think he's kind of on the watch for, he's 35. Um, you know, you see guys like Breeze and Brady playing well into their forties and, you know, I just don't think that applies to everybody. I think maybe Matty Ice might be in the boat. Um, I believe it was their, I can't remember if it was their GM or owner who came out last week after the game and said that he wouldn't commit to Matt Ryan as their long-term starter. So maybe something to keep an eye on. I think that's a story that could develop. But getting back to the pick, yeah, I like Minnesota's offense, um, especially since they started working Justin Jefferson in there more. Um, And I think it's a good pick against a really bad Atlanta defense. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things where we did it last year with Miami. The lines were kind of skewed um, against them. They were kind of showing that they were a halfway decent team. And, you know, we saw 15, 17-point lines. I think this is one of those things where you've got to take advantage of these lower lines against this Atlanta team that has really not shown a whole lot so far. Um, Until things adjust, you kind of got to just bang these things. So, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, another thing just to keep an eye on is their injury report. Their defense has been really banged up the last few weeks, the Falcons, that is, especially their secondary. So if that continues, then it's easy money, I think. There you go. Um, So do you want to go into your second pick? Yes, I will. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus one at home against the Packers. Um, I was kind of surprised that the Bucs were underdogs. I mean, I get it, just the way that that Packers offense has been looking. They've been... They're green now as the best offense in DVOA, and you know they they've looked the part. They look really good on offense, um, but this defense of the Bucks is really good. They are ranked second in DVOA um, uh, defensively. They're top four against both the run and the pass. And on the other side, the Packers defense is really bad. I believe they're ranked 29th um, in DVOA total. I think they're 25th against both the run and the pass. And so I just think Tom Brady's going to go off. We saw him have five touchdowns against the Chargers a couple weeks ago. I think this defense is a lot worse than the Chargers defense is. Um, so I expect him to put up a lot of points against the defense. I think the wide receivers are going to go off. Obviously keep an eye on to see if, um, uh, what's his name? Chris Godwin's going to play because he didn't play last week. But yeah. Either way, you know, Mike Evans looks really good. Um, Ronald Jones has had, I think, back-to-back 100-yard games on the ground so Fournette's getting back up to speed he's been hurt these last few weeks but mm-hmm. it looks like he's trending towards being healthy yeah so I mean I think they have the pieces to put up points offensively I think their defense is good enough I mean the biggest worry here obviously is Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense has looked really really good even without Devonte Adams the past couple of weeks and I think they're going to be getting him back but I- I'm going to trust this Tampa Bay defense which is Looked a lot better um, this year than they did last year. I think they're going to be able to stop them on the ground, Aaron Jones uh, and Jamal Williams. I think they're going to be able to kind of hold them up. So, yeah, I'm going to take the point here with uh, Tom Brady and lay that one or take that one point, I guess. Yeah, I like this one, too. It was close to making my list. Um, And I don't know if you touched on it a whole lot, but Green Bay's defense has been awful. I mean, they're bottom seven in both the run and the pass. and so uh, they, they've been relying heavily on Aaron Rodgers all year. And I think going up against a stout Tampa Bay defense, I mean, they're going to, Green Bay's going to have to get stops um, on the defensive side if they want to stay in this thing. Um, and I, I do like the way that Tampa Bay's been playing offensively too. They have plenty of weapons. If Godwin's healthy, that, that helps you a ton. But they've got kind of a two-headed beast in the backfield if Fournette's healthy with Jones and him. Um, so I like what they've been doing offensively. I love their defense. And I think that one, you know, kind of glaring, um, the the one thing sticking out is that Green Bay defense. So I would, I would, I think you're on the right side here. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see what will happen with the line because it is Wednesday. I wouldn't be too surprised if it flipped just with Tampa Bay at home. I think that line kind of sticks out with them being underdogs, but I don't know. So I would probably take it now just so you don't you know have to take it minus two or anything like that. But either way. Either way. Let's see. My second pick, um, I'm going to go with Tennessee at home, three-and-a-half-point favorite versus Houston. Um, we, we just watched that Tennessee game on Tuesday night, the rare Tuesday night football game um, against Buffalo, and they played very well. Um, and shockingly enough, Derrick Henry was not very efficient. He didn't do a whole lot for him. So they kind of won it with their defense and, you know, Tannehill throwing the ball around the yard. Um, Houston ranks 28th in defensive, defensive efficiency against the run. I am kind of circling this on my calendar as a Derrick Henry just goes off for like 185 yards game. Um, I don't like Houston defensively at all, and you know specifically here against the run, I think this is a bounce-back game for him. The Titans' defense played very well against Josh Allen and the Bills' offense last night. Um, and I believe they're missing their top two corners. Adoree Jackson, I'm not sure who the other one was, but I know that they had a couple of guys banged up on defense. Um, my one worry with this pick here, I like it, everything, except for the fact that Titans might be a little banged up coming off that <coughs> Tuesday night game. I checked out their injury report today. They didn't practice, but it's kind of a the team submits an estimated injury report, and they had a lot of guys on there, including, I think, both their starting tackles. Um and a handful of other guys on the defensive side of the ball. So I don't like that fact. Um, I would definitely just keep an eye on that injury report as the week goes on, kind of see where they're at Thursday and Friday, um, and then go from there. But I like this thing a lot at minus 3.5. I think you get a lot of value with Tennessee. Yes, I totally agree with you there. I also like the Titans here, minus 3.5. We almost put it as a podcast pick, but that injury report kind of scared us off. Um, It's interesting because I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about the lines – for this next week and Titans were minus five and a half, I guess when it opened. So I don't know after that Tuesday night game, you would think it would go the other way, but we're down to three and a half and I think it's a good spot to jump on them. Um, you kind of talked about it. They looked great against the bills. Um, I, like you said, I think Derek Henry's going to have an absolute day. Um, their top wide receiver, uh, AJ Brown. Yeah. Yep. He was, he looked really good against the bills. He's on the injury report, but I believe he's going to play. So I think he could have a good, a good day against that Houston secondary. Um, Tana Hills looked fantastic. I think these last few weeks. So I like the quarterback. I like the offense. You know, I think the defense could have some trouble with Deshaun Watson, but you know, that Texans offense hasn't really put it together yet. Um, they looked good against the Jaguars, but that defense is pretty terrible. So yeah, I'm with you. I like the offense, and I like the defense here. I think that's another thing to hammer home, too, just seeing who these two teams played last week and how they played against them. You've got Houston coming off against, you know, an easy win against Jacksonville, and you've got the Titans that kind of – I mean, they it essentially kind of ended up as a route against Buffalo, um, who's probably a top eight team at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I like, I like this spot a lot for them. Um, your third pick, I believe, right? Yep, we're up to my third. I'm going to take the Panthers for the second week in a row. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Chicago Bears. I'm buying in on this Panthers team, at least offensively. I think they're for real. Um, I really like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's not going to be you know, a top five. He's, he probably won't even be a top ten quarterback, but he's going to get the job done. He's going to be a top 15 guy for you. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. He can move it with his legs if he needs to. And he makes the right throws. He makes the right reads. So I like Teddy back there. I think they did a good job locking him up long term. 
Um, they did a great job bringing in Robbie Anderson, who I think is a legit wide receiver one. I think he's kind of taken that spot from DJ Moore. He gets more targets. Um, he gets a lot of receptions. He looks really good, especially as a deep threat. And DJ Moore is also a problem. I mean, he kind of works more intermediate than Robbie Anderson does, and he had a long touchdown this last week. So I think their wide receiver threats are really good. Mike Davis has been awesome uh, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. The offensive line has been giving Teddy time. Um, so, yeah, they're facing, you know, a top five defense, but I really believe in this offense, and I think they're going to be able to put up enough points. The one weakness for the Panthers, obviously, is their defense, especially against the run. They gave up 120 yards to Todd Gurley. I think they gave up like 165 total yards against the Falcons in general. But um, the Bears' offense has been bad. You know, the play calling's been bad. They looked a little bit better against the Bucks, but I think that they're just not going to be able to do enough to keep up with this high-powered Panthers offense really is what I think it comes down to. So anything under a field goal here, I'm going to take Teddy and the Panthers. I like it too. Um, like you said, Carolina's been very efficient offensively, top 12 in both the pass and the run. Mike Davis has filled in exceptionally well for McCaffrey while he's been out. Um, like you said, Bridgewater's been hes a top 15 quarterback who won't turn the ball over. Um, the kind of old school game manager, so to say, that's going to make plays when you need him to. Um, yeah, Carolina defensively is a worry, like you said. But I don't trust the Bears' offense, the Bears' rushing offense specifically, you know, enough to kind of go against them here. Um, so I think this is a good spot for Carolina to go get a win against what's, I mean, an undefeated Bears team at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of flips eventually. I don't trust Foles behind quarterback. Um, so I, I think this is a good spot to go against the Bears, and I think that they easily could get a win here. Um, I think, you, yeah, like you said, your one worry is the defense of the Bears and the fact that they're coming off, they've got a long week coming off uh, that yeah. Thursday night game. So um, just a couple of things to keep in mind, but I think you're on the right side. Yes, sir. My third and final pick is the Cowboys, plus two at home versus Arizona. Now, we all saw that deck injury. It sucks to lose a guy like that. Um he hadn't got his contract yet. It's just a you know bad situation all around. But I think that Andy Dalton is the best backup quarterback in the league, and he will have plenty of weapons to work with. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Zeke in the backfield. Their O-line has been a little banged up, um, but they still got guys up there. Arizona's coming off a cupcake win last week against the Jets. Um, I could kind of see the Cowboys just coming out and punching them in the mouth, and that's one of the things that Dallas has struggled with is coming out starting slow and then they kind of pick things up in the second half. I think that that's something that they'll address. You know, you've got a new guy behind center. It's kind of got a whole new feel of this offense. Um, Arizona's the sixth worst, worst team in the league versus the pass. They're the top half against the run, um, you know, but I think Andy Dalton could expose them. Um, he's historically in Cincinnati, he was on an awful team in 2019. Um, you know, kind of tanking. They obviously got Joe Burrow. Um, but he's played very recently as a starting quarterback in this league, and he's done it at a high level in Cincinnati. So I think that he's one of those guys. He can put up numbers, and he can lead you to victories, especially when you have all this talent like the Cowboys do. Obvi- obviously, Dallas is awful defensively. They're the bottom half of the league um, against both run and the pass. So uh, a Kyler Murray-powered Arizona offense, could be worrisome to you here, but you're getting two points. The Cowboys are at home. I don't really understand why 
They aren't favored here versus Arizona. I think that they're a little overvalued. So I think you, you have a lot of value here with um, the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I don't have too big of a take for you here. Um, but I think, you know, you kind of touched on it. The one worry will be the Dallas defense. They've given up, I believe, the most points in the NFL so far through yeah, five weeks. It's pretty bad. Um, you know, and Kyler and Hopkins, I think they can they can put up points if they need to. So that's the worry that I would have. I think that Hopkins could have a really big day. Um, and, and Kyler, too, you know, scrambling and running the football. So that would be the worry. But like you talked about with Dalton, I think – I think you're spot on with that. I think he's shown that he's a good NFL quarterback. I think he, you know, he'd be starting for, like, the Washington football team. He'd be starting for, I mean, I think he's better than Dan Daniel Jones. He's better than Sam Darnold. He's yeah. better than some quarterbacks. And it's not like you're going to Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard as your backup. You're going to a guy who started 10 years in the league, and he knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I like him. Um, and, you know, they still have those that three-headed wide receiver of Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper. So you still have Ezekiel Elliott. So the offense is still going to be high-powered, even with a different quarterback back there. The worry every week, though, obviously, is going to be that that defense. Um, so that would is, is what's going to keep me away from it, but I don't think that it's a terrible pick. And I think getting the two points definitely makes me more comfortable because I think it could be a close game. Absolutely. Do you have any teasers or anything for the fine people? I guess we should probably go through the rest of the games, huh? Yeah, let's do that. Let's start off with the Sunday morning games. We've got Baltimore on the road against Philadelphia. Baltimore is favored by seven and a half. I just realized there's no Thursday game. No Thursday night game this week. What happened? Do you know? Uh, I'm guessing it was... COVID reschedules? Yeah, one of the teams that was supposed to play Thursday night got rescheduled. I'm not sure who it was, but I'm, I would assume that's the case. Weird. Um, anyways, Baltimore against Philadelphia. Baltimore 7.5 point favorites, and I like the Ravens here. Why? Because Philadelphia's offense has looked terrible. Um, Carson Wentz has not looked good, frankly, at all the first few weeks. They looked a little bit better against a good Steelers defense last week, but... I think that Lamar Jackson and, and those guys are kind of going to expose them defensively. Their offensive line is banged up. Their wide receiver core is banged up. Uh, just too many injury questions, too much efficiency questions with Wentz and those guys. So uh, give me Baltimore. Yeah, I was borderline contemplating taking Philly. Um, I would like to see a higher number, though, if that were to be the case, something closer to double digits. Um, but... I do like the way Philly played last week against Pittsburgh, who's got a solid defense. They kind of showed a little bit more offensively. But Baltimore and that rushing attack is just, I think that that's something that could just overpower Philly. They've been banged up all year offensively, obviously. Um, so I would, st- I think I'd stay away. Um, but I think Baltimore is probably the right side if you're going to bet it at the 7.5 number. Is Andy Dalton the best quarterback, best starting quarterback in that division? With the way Wentz is playing, I don't think it's a crazy Probably. question. You know, it's. I mean, it's at least a discussion between him and Wentz. I mean, yeah. he's. I think Dalton is for sure better than Daniel Jones. I think he's for sure better than whoever Washington has starting, whether it be Haskins or Alex Smith. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a discussion. Um, I'd like to see you know how he plays this coming weekend, but I, I think that he'll come out and show that he's still a starting quarterback, or at least has the ability to be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, jumping into Washington football team on the road against the New York Giants. 
The Giants are favored by two and a half. That might be the only time they'll be favored all year. <laughs> um, if Kyle Allen plays, I will probably place a small bet on the Washington football team. Um, I think that he looked pretty good in the limited playing time he had before going down with an injury against the Rams defense. He had a rushing touchdown, kind of drove him down the field. Um, I think that was their first possession of the game and before he got hurt. Um, so I think, you know, he opens things up for that offense, um, especially more than uh, Dwayne Haskins was. And Alex Smith, you know, hats off to him. Uh, awesome recovery. Really great to see him out there, but also terrifying watching Aaron Donald jump on his back knowing <laughs> what his leg was looking like just two years ago. So, um, yeah, if Kyle Allen starts, I'll probably place a bet on them. Their defense is fourth um, overall in DVOA. So I really like that aspect of it. We kind of just talked about Daniel Jones. He turns the ball over a lot. The offense looks terrible behind Gase. Um, facing a tougher defense than they did last week against the Cowboys. So I would I would take Washington there if Kyle Allen starts. If it's Alex Smith, I would probably stay away just with kind of, you know, how he looked against the Rams. Obviously, he was thrown into a terrible situation with that pass rush. I think they had like 13 sacks in that game or something like that. So, um, But, yeah, if Kyle Allen plays, I'll probably take Washington. Yeah, I'd probably stay away either way. I just don't trust either of these teams. I don't trust Washington offensively. I don't trust the Giants on either side of the ball. Um, it just feels like it's going to be a weird, sloppy, toilet bowl kind of game. So I, I'm going to stay away. Um, but I think, yeah, Washington with that defense is the side to be on if you're going to take a side um, for sure. So I don't hate that. Uh, let's see. Detroit is favored by three. On the road against Jacksonville, it kind of shocked us both that they're favored. They haven't. They had. They, I guess they're coming off a bye last week. Jacksonville didn't look good, um, so it kind of makes sense in that capacity. But Detroit has not shown as much, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And if there's anything Jacksonville does well, it's Gardner Minshew gets going against a bad defense and they put up points. Um, Over unders at fifty four and a half. It's one of the higher ones this week. So. <coughs> Um, the odds makers are kind of betting on or kind of assuming that this is going to be high scoring. So I, I'm probably going to stay away. I've bet on Detroit a couple of times this year, and it has not paid off. So and I don't trust Jacksonville either, so I'm not going not gonna to touch it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, Jacksonville has the worst defense. According to DVOA, Detroit is ranked 30th. So two really bad defenses um, so far through five weeks. Um, yeah, I would probably, if I had to bet it, Take Jacksonville, like you said, we were both surprised that they were three-point underdogs at home against Detroit because I don't think Detroit has done anything to garner a three-point favorite on the road. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, you know, putting a little bit of money on them on the money line isn't a terrible play because if they win, is anybody going to be shocked? I don't think so. Plus 150. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there's been a lot of action on Detroit. That minus three is at minus 121. Jacksonville plus three is at plus 101. So, yeah. It would seem that this thing might move even further in Detroit's favor, like minus four, minus four and a half, something like that. Um, so if you're going to bet Jacksonville, maybe wait a little bit or just bet the money line. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think even maybe the over 54 and a half might be something to look at if you think that, you know, obviously the defenses are terrible. There could be a lot of points in this thing. Feels um, like a classic Gardner Minshew kind of showing out game, and they still have yeah. James Robinson has looked great. Um, DVOA has them as the 10th best offense so far, even though they've looked kind of suspect the last two weeks. I think this could be a good bounce back spot for them against a bad defense. Yes, one of the first things that popped in my head was Minshew. This is kind of a prime spot for him to go off against a bad defense. So we'll see. Um, 
Let's see, we touched on Atlanta. Cincy is a seven and a half point underdog against Indy on the road. I thought this was low to start. What do you think? I honestly, my gut said go with the Colts because their defense is really good. Um, And we saw what Baltimore did to Joe Burrow last week. You just Mm -hmm. blitz him a lot, get pressure on him. The offensive line is really young and inexperienced and has not been protecting him very well. They're bad. And I think that's kind of the game plan against Joe Burrow is to just pressure him and make him make throws as a rookie. Um, And so that makes me lean towards the Colts, but I don't know. There's something about Joe Burrow and that offense that, I mean, I think the Ravens have the most unique defense in the NFL and that they have the most interesting blitz packages. I think we talked about it last year on the podcast, kind of the way that they – the scheme that they run defensively is unlike anybody else in the NFL. The Colts are kind of more traditional um, in their scheming, so I don't know if they're going to get the same amount of pressure as Baltimore did last week, but they're still a really good defense. So I don't know. I'm on the fence. Do you have a lean that you could talk me into? I like the Indianapolis Colts. Double down on them here this week. We obviously did not pay off last week, but Cincinnati offensive line, Pass protection is dead last. 22 sacks. 10.1% adjusted sack rate. I think if anybody on that Colts coaching staff has half a brain cell, they watch that film from last week and they blitz on every single passing down and they get to Joe Burrow and they make this thing a blowout. Um, The only worry I would have with Indy is that offense. We kind of, you know, mentioned it to start the pod, but Phil Rivers has not looked good to start the year. Um, we kind of wonder if it's one of those things where his arm's going a little bit. He can't make the same throws. He's one of those kind of gambler type of guys where he's throwing, trying to squeeze things into windows. He just can't do that anymore. Um, I think he knows that and he's trying to play a little more conservatively, but that's hurt them in the sense that they can't take shots offensively. They have to, Frank Reich is an offensive mind and Indy hasn't been able to do a whole lot on that side of the ball this year. Um, Luckily, they've got a really good defense, and that's kind of bailed them out a few times. Um, so I would worry about Indy's offense, but you're going against Cincy's defense. So if there's any week to do it, this is the week. Um, you know, since he's been pretty below average on the defensive side of the ball. So if they get after Burrow, and Cincy's defense doesn't show up, then I like that Indy at my, minus seven and a half. I feel like that's a little low if they beat the Browns last week this thing's probably closer to double digits just the way that Cincinnati showed up against Baltimore um so I think there's a little bit of value in that seven and a half yeah I mean going back to the quarterback of the Colts I I wonder if they don't give Jacoby Brissett a look if Phil Rivers keeps doing what he's been doing they've been soaking they've been throwing the ball short Um, they're not taking shots downfield like you said Brissett's not a huge like big arm guy you know but I don't know I think he's I mean He's definitely got a better arm at this point in his career than Phil Rivers does. Um, and I think it kind of adds another you know, layer to their offense if he can make some of those throws that Rivers can at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were fine last year with Brissett as their quarterback. They played pretty well. There was a lot of value with them a lot, a lot of the mm-hmm. year, really. Um, and, you know, the defense is that much better this year, so you wonder if they kind of – Eventually, the coaching staff kind of gets that in their head that, you know, he was saw last year with not as good of a defense. Why not give it a shot this year if Phil can't get it done? So. Right. And that and Phil's on a one-year deal. They're going to be drafting towards the end of the first round because they're going to have a pretty good record. So they're probably not going to get their quarterback of the future in the draft. So when, why not Why not just hand it over to, to Jacoby and say, hey, 
you know, if you show out these last 10 games, then we'll look to re-sign you in a long-term deal in the offseason. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, yeah, you have no commitments to Phil Rivers at this point with it just being the one-year deal. So there's really no reason to, um, you know, not give him a shot eventually, especially if, you know, Phil shows he doesn't have it anymore. So um, I think that's something to kind of look for moving forward, Um, you know, see if they do end up making a change. But this will kind of, I mean, this game's not going to tell you a whole lot just because Cincinnati's that bad. I think it's something they, Indy should win easily. Um, But, uh, yeah. Let's see. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It's a good matchup. Pittsburgh's yeah. at home, three-point favorite versus Cleveland, your classic three-point home favorite. Um, you know, I really don't have a strong lean either way. I think these are both solid teams, and I could see either team winning this game. Yeah, I'm on the fence as well. I just think that this Cleveland team is so different from the past because Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski has come in, and he's kind of, you know, he seems competent as a head coach, which is something that they haven't had for. 20 years now um so i think there's kind of been a culture change in in cleveland miles garrett has been absolutely fantastic by far the best pass rusher in the nfl right now um so i think he brings you know something unique to that defense obviously their secondary is still a little bit of a concern um but i mean if he's getting after the quarterback causing him to make bad throws then i think that defense has potential um, but the offensive side of the ball is where they've really been shining the past few weeks. I think that they're kind of really figuring it out with Stefanski as an offensive mind. But I'm just scared because that Pittsburgh defense is still really good. Um, their offense with Chase Claypool last week looked fantastic. He had four total touchdowns. Um, they're just a wide receiver breeding ground. I don't know what it is, but they get guys in the second to fourth round. They throw them out there, and they're really good every year. So I don't know. It's a complete stay away from me. I, I, I kind of want to watch the game because I think it's going to be entertaining. But – I don't know who I would pick. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't bet on it either just because I think both teams are solid. Um, Cleveland has the best run-blocking offensive line in the league, and they are ranked 11th in pass protection. So that's something that's helped them a lot, I think. Baker's not really having to run for his life. He can kind of – I think that Stefanski's done a better job of kind of using play action and getting him, you know, rolling out of the pocket, throwing on the run, that kind of stuff, versus what he was doing in years past where – He's just getting kind of torched by guys defensively coming after him, blitzing, getting him kind of moving around, taking a lot of sacks. Um, so he's definitely schemed them up in a better way. They're playing a better brand of football offensively, I think. Um, and then, like yeah, like you said, they've got some guys defensively too. Um, but, yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is your biggest worry if you're on Cleveland's side here. But I, I would stay away um, just because there's a multitude of different outcomes here. Uh, I think Cleveland could win this thing easily um and you know pittsburgh is obviously a very good football team on both sides of the ball so it could go either way yep uh let's see we've got denver is on the road playing the new england patriots the patriots are favored by 10 at home double digits that survived or surprised me a little bit when i saw that i didn't think it'd be quite that high yeah so it looks like cam newton's gonna play um, yeah, I think so. Do you know who Denver's quarterback would be? I actually, I just saw this before the pod. Drew Locke practiced in full. Did today. he really? Drew so, Locke's playing, huh? I'm not sure if that means he's playing or not, but he is a full participant in practice. Usually that signals that he's going to play. Um, so I kind of, I mean, I 
borderline contemplated Denver at plus 10 just because it's a lot of points, and if they have their starting quarterback, then I, I think like that's that the offense. Move. I like that offense a lot with a good quarterback. I mean, they have the weapons. Yeah. Obviously, you saw Melvin Gordon got the DUI. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help, but they have, you know, other options back there with Lindsey, Royce Freeman, um, you know, and then on the outside, you got guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, a tight end, Noah Fan. I mean, they have... Cortland Sutton's out. Is he out? Yeah, he tore his ACL. Son of a gun. But yeah, you, you're right, though. They have Jerry Judy. They still have weapons on the offensive side of the football. Yeah. And I think the big thing for me is this New England defense is not what they've been the past few years. No. 21st in DVOA um, defensively total. Um, and 19th offensively. So they've been a bottom third team. Um, you know, according to these DVOA rankings, I just I think that ten is too much. I think that ten, if the, I mean, if this is last year with the same defense they had last year, then yeah, I mean, I would take that because I don't think Denver would be putting up any points. But it's just not the same defense. Um, Philip Lindsay is still a good running back, even if they don't have Melvin Gordon. Um, if Drew Locke plays, I like it a lot. Their defense, Denver's defense, is tenth in DVOA. So they're solid. Yeah, um, I think. New England's going to win, but if I'm getting double digits with the with the Broncos, I'm probably going to bet that. Yeah, I like it too. Especially, I mean, if you get your... I don't think Drew Locke is a bad starting quarterback. I think that he is probably a right around 15th, top 15. You could argue either, either way. Um, but I think that if he's behind center, you're not dealing with Brett Rippian or Jeff Triscoll, whoever, then, you know, that offense suddenly comes a little bit more dangerous and like you said, New England is not the same defensively. Um, you know, Cam obviously hasn't played in a couple of weeks, so who knows what they're going to be on the offensive side of the ball. But 10 is just a lot of points. I think if anything, you know, just tease them up to like 16, and I think you got yourself a lock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that Denver is definitely the right side. Well, that's the thing with the New England offense too is they're not going to be. You know, they don't run up the score. They yeah. they don't take big shots downfield. They don't have the receiving threats to do that. Um, you know, they just, they just don't have a deep threat really when it comes down to, they run the football a lot with cam. They run the football a lot with their running backs whose names are slipping my mind because Burkhead. it seems like they rotate every week, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's just, it's not a very high powered offense. I think it's an efficient offense and I think they can keep a seven point lead and kind of run the clock out, but I don't think they're going to win by double digits very many weeks. Absolutely. And another thing to note here, this is the overrunners at 45 second lowest of yeah. The games this week. Washington, New York is the lowest at 42 and a half. Um, so that kind of signals that this thing could be low scoring and 10 points in a low scoring game is a lot. So, yep. um, yeah, just one more thing to kind of add to that uh, Denver side. Uh, we've got the Miami Dolphins are at home and they're favored by nine points. Dude, I was thinking about this earlier. If you told me at the beginning of last season, that in one year's time, the Miami Dolphins would be a nine-point favorite against anybody. Because this was back when they were 20-point underdogs to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it just blows my mind that they're favored by that much. But That's really, I mean, I think this is probably the only team in the league they'd be favored by nine against the New York Jets, yeah. who have looked like an absolute, I think a dumpster fire is probably kind at this point when mm-hmm. you're referencing that team. Um, both sides of the ball. They just released Le'Veon Bell. Who knows? I mean, it's just Adam Gase is a bad coach. He's probably the next to be fired, I would assume. I hope so. Um, yeah, Miami's, I mean, they're, Miami's not a good team, but they're not a bad team. They're probably middle of the pack, probably high teens if you're talking power rankings. They're not terrible. Yeah. I mean, Fitzgerald can do a little bit. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, whatever. 
13th um, overall in DVOA. Not bad. I mean, he can do a little bit. Um, defensively, I think, like you said, I think their secondary is definitely undervalued. Um, they, I, I, nine points is a lot, but the Jets are terrible, so I don't hate it. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you're spot on. I mean, I talked about it earlier. The Miami secondary, I think, is kind of grossly underrated, honestly. They've been pretty good um, so far this year. So I like the secondary of Miami, and I think the offense with Fitzpatrick against this bad of a defense. I mean, you saw what they did against the Niners. Um, obviously, the Niners aren't at full strength, but, you know, they put up 43 points there or whatever it was. And I think this defense is a huge step down from that. Um, C.J. Mosley is sitting out for the year. They traded Jamal Adams. I I don't know if I can name a single Jets defensive player, honestly. Leonard Williams. Yeah, Leonard Williams. That's no, they traded him. He's Didn't on. The, they? He's on the Giants now. Like, they I don't have. have uh, I don't have any. Quinnen Williams. There you go. There's yeah. one. Yeah. So right. that's like the only guy I can name. So yeah, I, I'm not betting the Jets. That's for sure. Tease Miami down to minus three. And that was your name one Jets player segment of the week. Um, let's see. We went over Green Bay. Went over. We've got the two Monday night games. Two Monday night games this week. We've got a. We talked about the Dallas one already. We did. We've got the two o'clock p.m. game. I don't think I've seen one this early on a Monday in a while. Um, I think it was a flex out because of the Buffalo game on Tuesday. So they're getting an extra day, which is kind of nice. I guess it's not really an extra day since they just played, but. Um, Buffalo is at home. They're a four-point underdog against Kansas City. Probably the game of the week. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, do you have a lean here? Because I do uh, not. I, I flirted with the Buffalo plus four. Um, but it just, I don't know. After the way they played last night against Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's defense is obviously, I think, they're probably much better than KC's defense. Um but four points just feels like nothing against Mahomes, so it scares me away. I think, if anything, I'd have to go with Casey, just lay the four um, and pray that Buffalo doesn't show up. Um, so I don't really have a hard lean either way. I think the Buffalo money line at plus 170 is the only thing that would kind of draw me in. I think that it's a game they could win if Casey has one of those you know Charger-like games, or the Oakland game they played last week. Las Vegas, I'm sorry. Um so I don't know. I don't really have a strong lean either way, but I think Buffalo's probably that money line is the only thing I'd touch. Yeah, I I, I I don't know. I would kind of lean Buffalo just with how Kansas City, I mean, they were losing to the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got killed, not killed, but, you know, it wasn't really that close against the Raiders last week. Um, so really, I think it could be a defensive issue for KC, more than anything else. And I think that this Buffalo offense has looked good four out of the five weeks. Um, Obviously, last night against the Titans, they didn't show out like they have been the first few weeks. But I think Josh Allen is a legit top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Um, He was playing like, you know, off the walls the first four weeks. Maybe that was, you know, above his potential. But I think when he comes back down to earth, he's still a really good quarterback who can score with his legs. He can throw the ball really deep downfield. He's been pretty accurate with the deep ball so far this year. I love their receiving options. The thing for me is to watch the injury report because they were without John Brown um, against the Titans yesterday. That hurt him a lot too, I think. He's kind of their speed guy. Mm -hmm. That's really what keeps the attention off of Stephon Diggs because if you pay too much attention to him, then you can just go to John Brown and vice versa. So that opens up the offense a lot if he plays. And then defensively, they were without their top corner, Trey White. Um, 
and I think they were down Matt Milano at linebacker. One of their substitute linebackers got hurt mid-game. So defensively, they were missing pieces, so I would say watch the injury report. If they're at full strength, I might take the four. Um, but, you know, their defense hasn't been that good even when they're healthy. So I'm going to stay away, but I would lean Buffalo. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think the only thing I'd push back with a little bit is those KC losses. You know, obviously the Chargers, we saw them Monday night against New Orleans. Um I think the Chargers are better than what their record indicates. I think Herbert's played really well. Defensively, they're solid. Um, and then that Vegas game, I watched a lot of that game, and it was kind of an old-fashioned John Gruden smash mouth. I don't know. It, I, I kind I like the talent that the Raiders have a lot. Um, and obviously, it's a game that Kansas City sh- should probably win, um, you know, nine times out of ten. But Las Vegas showed up, and they played very well. They've got some guys on the defensive side of the ball that just, I don't know. They're, they're a solid team and I'm, they have a bye this week, obviously, but um, I'm going to kind of see how lines adjust moving forward after that win against KC, but I don't, I don't hate that team at all. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, So yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think taking the points with Buffalo, just with what we've seen so far this year is probably the way to go, but Mahomes is scary. So I would stay away. That's the worry. Yep. Um, so that wraps it up for week six picks. Do you have parlays, teasers, anything, props you've looked at? Um, I did a small teaser, two teams. I brought the Ravens down to minus 0.5, so a pick oh. against the Eagles. And then the Bucks. I took them up to plus seven against the Panthers. Oh, sorry, the Packers. I think either way, that game's going to be closer than seven. So I'm going to put the bucks in there and then like you talked about the broncos take them up to 16 i think that's kind of a gimme so just throw that in there 100 i didn't have a teaser but i'm going to keep riding with the long shot parlay um last week it didn't hit whatever i lost a dollar um this week my long shot parlay i've got buffalo to beat kansas city i've got philly to beat baltimore and i've got denver to beat new england three underdogs Bet a dollar, you win 46. There you go. So I'm going to keep throwing a dollar out there every week. And one of these days it's going to hit and I'm going to win myself 30 bucks on the year. So, um, and, and I will be the one laughing. So no, I'm just saying time's up by 10, man. Go big or go home. Yeah. Oh, well, eventually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that will. Do you have a total? I have uh, a quick total that I can throw out there. Yeah, throw out your total. My total is going to be Falcons Vikings over fifty four and a half. I know it's high, but we've seen a scoring like surge this year, and I think those offenses are better than the defenses, especially the Falcons. Their defense is terrible. I like that one. I also like over Houston Tennessee fifty two and a half. Um, like we talked about, Tennessee's secondary is a little banged up. That whole team's a little banged up. Houston can throw it around when they want to. Um, and then, you know, Tennessee, Tannehill's been looking awesome, and Houston's defense is not anything special. So I could see that thing, a lot of points in that game. So I, I like the over 52.5 in that one. I like it. So that will about do it for us this week. We appreciate you listening. Um, I guess we'll plug our Twitter. We are at Gambling Couch. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Our email is thegamblingcouch at gmail.com. Correct. Our Instagram is 
uh, at the gambling couch. Cause at the gambling we're couch. Mar- we're smart, so we made it different. Ke- On Instagram. Kane's going to be gone, and he's been the one running the Instagram, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll get the... We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get the login we'll get something up on there um but again we appreciate you guys listening taking out part of your day to listen to our picks um and yeah let us know what you think if you have any questions comments any of the above let us know um so thanks for hanging around and we will see you next week smell you later